1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. My name is Cole Bruner from Bushka Wealth Management, and as always, I'm joined by my mom, Sue Bushka, from Bushka Retirement Solutions, as well as our wonderful co-host, Tony Shore. Now, listeners out there, if at any point during today's show you want to get more information about what we're talking about, feel free to give us a call anytime at 715-355-4445. You can also visit us online at retirewithbushka.com. That's retire With BUSKA.com, and of course, there's all sorts of great stuff out there on the website. We've got a number of different resources, including uh, what to expect if you come in for a no cost, no obligation consultation with our team. You can see the reports that we run for all of our clients looking to go through that second opinion process. You can also, of course, check out our previous shows, uh, some of our previous shows for the radio show and our TV show. So make sure you check out all those resources again. That's Tire with BUSKA.com. Uh, or, of course, you can reach out to us by phone to schedule a complimentary no obligation consultation at 715 355 4445. So, let's say you're finally retired. No more commutes, no more late nights at the office, and no more 2 a.m. emails demanding an immediate response. Uh, the world is now your oyster and you're in control of your own schedule, and uh, you've also got a healthy amount of income coming in each month thanks to years of careful planning and financial discipline. It doesn't get much better than that, does it? But let's say on some random Tuesday afternoon, uh, a day in time uh, when for many of you would have been at work, you head to the mailbox and you find a letter from the IRS informing you of a tax issue with one of your retirement accounts. Now, during today's episode, we're going to take a close look at how many different types of retirement incomes are taxed, and so that way you can feel more confident that your strategy is really buttoned up and ready to go. But before we dive into the always exciting world of taxes, let's make sure to say hello to everyone here with me today, Sue and Tony. Tony, how are we doing this morning?
0: Oh, I'm doing great, Cole. Thanks for asking, and thanks for having me on the show once again. I've had a good week. You know, it's been a busy one trying to corral my kids. Uh, we were the, the kids were home from college, so we all got together and went out. That was fun. And otherwise, just uh, trying to beat the heat and uh, get out when the weather's nice and get some things done in the yard. Not a lot. Uh, pretty standard fare. How about you guys, Sue? What have you been doing?
2: Oh, just having a lot of company lately. It's uh, celebrating little my little grandson's birthday. He just turned five, oh. so that was... That was special. So just doing yeah. a lot of family stuff lately. Yeah, I saw
0: I saw a post, I saw a picture. Oh uh, yeah of, of him and that's that's neat that he turned five. Uh uh is
2: he naughty? Is he a handful? Oh no, he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> he is a really, really good boy. And I, I Her have grandma to say, he is. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> <let's> <laughs> talk to his par- let's
0: talk to his parents.
2: Yeah. yeah. Right. Different yeah. story there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No Who knows? He, he's,
0: yeah. he's a great kid from what you yeah. tell me.
2: Yes, he is. He yeah. must
0: be to deserve three separate birthday parties. Yeah, he did. <laughs> sure. And while, and while uh, Sue and I are off having fun doing things with our families, Cole, you've been holding down the fort and actually working, right? I mean, that's that's your role absolutely. here, right? Yep, actually absolutely. Helping people with their financial plans and uh, <laughs> yes, retirement absolutely. plans and investments, right? That
1: is 100% correct. Yes. Good. <laughs> and and really we have been very busy lately, you know. I mean, I know. summer's uh, unfortunately nearing its end here right. in Wisconsin, sadly. I'm I'm not happy about that, but it is creeping ever closer and of course, uh, you know, now that uh, some of those summer activities are fading and and uh, people are getting back to uh, uh, thinking about their future, looking at the market volatility and wondering if they should be making adjustments, we've had a lot of people calling in for, you know, scheduling those compliments second opinion sessions and uh, of course our listeners out there in the radio world are more than welcome to take advantage of that opportunity as well all of our advisors do reserve a bit of time in their calendar for our radio listeners specifically so of course feel free to reach out if you want to schedule a consultation we're happy to help you to figure out if you're on the right track
0: yeah or if you have questions about what we're talking about on the shows if uh, the topic intrigues you or you have questions for your specific situation Especially with today's topic, we're talking about how to be ready for retirement taxes. And I think a lot of people think, oh, when I'm in retirement, I won't have to pay as many taxes. I don't have to worry about that because I'm no longer working. But, um, you know, uh, I think uh, I can think of a few people I know who have been hit with an unpleasant tax surprise after they retired. In fact, my mother-in-law this year got hit with an $11,000 tax bill because of retirement required minimum distributions she should have been working with you guys uh, that's all yeah. i can say yeah um, i had
1: somebody come in for an initial consultation just this week that got slapped with a seven thousand dollar tax bill this last year that she was not at all expecting and was yeah that's not very happy about it
0: <laughs> super unpleasant yeah yeah and and uh, you know uh you've said this before as both you and sue and cole uh you say the tax man doesn't stop knocking just because you're retired, right, Sue? Well, that's
2: absolutely right, Tony. And many parts of your financial strategy get a little easier after you're officially retired, but taxes always remain an element that you need to keep educating yourself about. Now, there was a Kiplinger article entitled How 13 Types of Retirement Income Get Taxed, and it really does a terrific job of breaking down how many of the most common sources of retirement income are taxed, and what you can do to make sure your financial strategy addresses your various tax needs. Now, we encourage uh, the people that we work with to think of retirement taxes like this. As you creep ever closer to retirement, you start spending a fair amount of time planning for exciting things like bucket list trips, the new golf courses that you wanna try and how you wanna spoil your grandkids. <laughs> but while plan <laughs> but while planning for- that one well. <laughs> yeah, and yes I do. But while planning for those things, you should also sit down with your financial services professional to come up with a solid tax strategy.
0: Yeah. Good advice. And I'm sure a lot of people out there, they, yeah, have you know, the idea of spending time thinking about tax strategies <laughs> sounds like as much fun as a four hour wait in the security line at the airport, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's, that's all the more reason to work with uh, people like yourselves, trusted financial services professionals, uh, listeners, give Sue and Cole a call there. So uh, what's next, Cole?
1: Well, at first, you couldn't be more right. I mean, obviously, working with a tax professional is extremely important. And, and obviously, that's why we have our own tax company here uh, in our office, because obviously, that's a huge part of retirement. But as far as the article, uh, the first big nugget of information focuses on traditional 401ks and IRAs. Now obviously on the front end, these tax deferred accounts often reduce your taxable income, thus saving you money in your current tax year, and uh, savings, dividends, and investment gains with these accounts uh, will grow tax deferred over the course of time. but it can be easy to lose sight of the fact that you will eventually pay taxes on this money uh, after you retire and you start taking money out. And those taxes apply to gains and pre-tax or the deductible contributions. So you may have uh, a hefty tax bill waiting for you in the future, potentially.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about this before on past shows. You can't put off withdrawals forever, can you?
2: No, that's right, Tony. And as Kiplinger explains, required minimum distributions or RMDs currently begin at age 72 for those with traditional 401ks and IRAs. Folks who work past uh, 72 may be able to delay taking RMDs from their current employer's 401k until they officially retire, as long as they don't own more than 5% of the company that employs them. You should also bear in mind uh, the tax rate you pay on traditional 401ks or IRA withdrawals would be your ordinary income tax rate. Now, additionally, If you take payouts before age 59 and a half, you'll often be smacked with a 10% penalty on top of your regular tax fee.
0: Yeah, and speaking personally, the idea of a 10% penalty for early withdrawals is enough to avoid going that route, uh, at least for me, unless I had absolutely no other choice, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, We would
1: always advise against that. And there may be other options for people that feel they need to take that withdrawal uh, for them to consider. So definitely work with a financial professional. So let's take a look at Roth IRAs next. Um, First, they come with one potential advantage. While Roth contributions aren't tax deductibles, the withdrawals are potentially tax free. Now, there's two important notes here. First, you must have had your Roth account for a minimum of five years before you can begin tax-free withdrawals, and the countdown begins the first time money is deposited into your Roth IRA, whether through a contribution or a conversion from a traditional IRA. Now, second, though, you may be able to withdraw the amount that you contributed at any time tax-free. In most cases, you must be at least 59 and a half years old to withdraw any gains without facing the 10% early withdrawal penalty. So there's stuff to consider here.
0: Well, sure. And you've talked a lot about Roth IRAs in the past, uh, Sue and Cole, and I. they always intrigue me and sound like a great option, very advantageous for some people. And I, I think that's great. But that 59 year- old, that pretty much applies to all of the different types of retirement accounts. Uh, it, you always have to watch out for that one. But what's the tax situation when it comes to Social Security?
2: Well, Tony, prior to 1983, Social Security benefits were tax-free. And while many recipients still don't pay taxes on their benefit, others are in a different boat. Now, depending on their provisional income, and some may end up paying federal income tax on up to 85% of their benefits. Now, if your provisional income is under 25,000 or 32,000 for married couples filing a joint return, your Social Security benefits are tax-free. Now, if your provisional income is between 25,000 and 34,000 or between 32,000 and 44,000 for joint filers, as much as 50% of your benefits are taxable. And if your provisional income is greater than 34,000 or 44,000 for joint filers, as much as 85% of your benefits are taxable.
0: Yeah. And I bet a lot of people could fall into that category. So up to 85% of your benefits are taxable in in some cases. That's that's good to know. I think a lot of people feel or are misled to believe that social security cannot tax, but it will be uh, in those instances. Now, Cole, do you have anything for us before we take a quick break here?
1: Definitely. Um, You know, when it comes to uh, planning for all of these different taxes and all of these different components, obviously having guidance when it comes to planning for this is extremely important. And of course, that's why we partner our financial professionals and our tax professional here uh, at our office to help to provide guidance to our clients uh, that that's, of course, as sound as possible when it comes to their unique situation. So for anyone that's interested in scheduling a complimentary no obligation consultation, they can give us a call at seven. 715-355-4445, or they can visit retirewithbuska.com, that's retire a.com, and you can schedule your consultation right there on the website. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Buska Retirement Solutions, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 715-355-4445 or retirewithbushka.com to
0: get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. And welcome back to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. I'm your co-host Tony Shore, and I'm here with our hosts Sue Bushka and Cole Bruner. And during today's show, Sue and Cole, you've been telling us about how different streams of retirement income can be taxed and how it can be sometimes easy to forget that taxes are part of your life during retirement, sometimes for many years. And you've touched on Social Security, Roth IRAs, traditional IRAs, and 401Ks. So what do you have for us next?
2: Well, that Kiplinger article that I had mentioned in the first segment next addresses pensions. Though they aren't as prevalent as they once were, a a fair number of people still count one as part of their financial strategy. Now, pensions are funded with pre-tax money, which means the full amount of your pension would become taxable once you begin receiving payments. Now, typically, payments from both private and government pensions are taxed at your ordinary income tax rate as long as you haven't made any after-tax contributions to your plan.
0: Right, And, and that's good to know. And stocks, bonds, and mutual funds are also sources of income for a number of retirees. So what's the tax situation with those? Ah, good question. Uh, As Kiplinger explains,
1: uh, if you sell stocks, bonds, or mutual funds that you've possessed for at least a year, uh, your money is taxed at long-term capital gains rates, which are uh, 0 15%, or 20%. Now when you compare those numbers to the top ordinary income tax rate of 37%, there's a pretty significant difference there. Now, those three percentages, zero, 15, and 20, are based on specific income caps that are adjusted yearly for inflation. This year, the zero percent rate applies to those with taxable incomes of as much as $41,675 for single filers and $55,800 for head of household filers, And finally, $83,350 for joint filers. And the 20% rate begins at $459,751 for single filers and $488,501 for head of household and $517,201 for joint filers.
0: And uh, what
1: about the 15% rate? Well, the fifteen percent rate uh, applies to folks with taxable incomes between between the zero percent and Uh, twenty percent breakpoints. Sure.
2: So, yeah, you should also note that there is a three point eight percent surtax on net investment income, in addition to the fifteen or twenty percent capital gains for single filers with modified adjusted gross incomes of more than. $200,000 200,000 or 250,000 for joint filers. Now, this 3.8% additional tax is required on the smaller of net investment income or the excess of modified adjusted gross income Greater than the 200,000 or 250,000 amounts I just mentioned.
0: Wow, a lot of numbers. It feels like I just took an ice pick to the forehead. I I
2: know, right? Doesn't (laughs) it?
0: Are we studying to be CPAs today? uh, (laughs) This uh, this is
1: why you need a professional,
0: right? right? You got (laughs) to love the IRS, and that's why you need. Uh, we need you guys to really look at the big picture and take into account all these factors and work alongside tax professionals. And I know you do that there at your office for your clients. Um, But what about, I've heard maybe there's a tax break or it affects your taxes if you sell investments at a loss, like stocks?
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. And it's pretty straightforward. Uh, If you sell at a loss, that amount may offset capital gains for that year, Plus as much as three thousand dollars of other income. Now, excess losses can be carried o- over uh, into f- uh, future years indefinitely, but they are subject to the same tax treatment until those losses are erased. So, if you're counting it against your regular income, you can only do three thousand per year. Uh, so, if you have a lot of losses, you might it might take a while for you to get that uh,
0: all erased. Sure. Yeah. That and that makes sense. So that's good information. But it also strikes me that taxes on stocks, bonds, mutual funds are complex enough from what you're telling me that working closely with financial services professionals like yourself, again, it, it's the best move.
2: Well, I couldn't agree more, Tony. Now let's take a look at dividends. There are many retired people that own stock whether directly or through mutual funds. Now, as the article uh, does spell out, for tax purposes, dividends paid by companies to stockholders are treated most often as qualified. Now, in rarer cases, those dividends are considered non-qualified. So qualified dividends are taxed at the long-term capital gains rates that I explained a few minutes ago, while non-qualified dividends are taxed at ordinary income tax rates. Now generally, shareholders have to hold stock for a certain block of time to take full advantage of the capital gains rate for dividend payments. So for example, dividends that are paid on common stock have to be held at least 60 days inside the time period. That begins 60 days before and concludes 60 days after the date the company announces a dividend payment.
0: Wow, so there's a lot of rules and uh, and ins and outs of even taxes on dividend payments. So- uh, that I wasn't aware of that's important to know and understand as well and working with financial professionals like yourself is a good idea now we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead here and take uh, our second break uh, we need to do that now for time but before we take that break once again I'm sure our listeners are gonna have questions or want a plan in place that takes into account all the possible tax situations to minimize their tax burden in retirement pool. How do they do that?
1: Well, they can give us a call at 715-355-4445. Or they can go online to retirewithbushka.com, retirewithbushka.com, and there's all sorts of additional resources of information there, as well as the opportunity to schedule a complimentary consultation right there on the website. It's super easy. It'll take you less than five minutes. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Bushka Retirement Solutions at 715 355 Four 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 five, or visit retirewithbushka.com to request your complimentary social security maximization report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit.
0: And welcome back to Financially Speaking. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with Sue and Cole. Uh, we've been talking about uh, so much information on how to be ready for taxes in retirement, how to uh, look at things to help minimize that tax burden. And you're really talking about how all the different types of income and assets you have in retirement could possibly be taxed. So what do you have for us here in our final segment, Sue?
2: Well, that Kiplinger article that we had mentioned in the first two segments next analyzes taxes on municipal bonds. And there's some potentially good news here because the interest you earn from municipal bonds is exempt from federal taxes. Also, interest from bonds issued in your home state is often exempt from state income taxes, but be sure to check your state laws on this one. Um, Keep in mind that capital gains may be hit with federal tax if you choose to sell any of your municipal bonds.
0: Yeah, it's good to know, and municipal bonds are good from a tax standpoint uh, to some extent the way it sounds. Uh, And of course, uh, there's more questions people might have. And I know you've talked to many of your clients about this. And obviously, municipal bonds could be a valuable addition to a lot of financial strategies. They're at least worth a conversation with your financial services professional. Right, Cole? Oh, absolutely. I I always think that that's a good idea. And of course,
1: having a financial professional that works directly with a tax professional is even better.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Now next, you should note that ordinary income rates apply to the interest that you earn on money market accounts and corporate bonds. Uh, Capital gains rates also apply if you choose to sell any of your corporate or municipal bonds. Now, I'm guessing that some of our listeners currently possess savings bonds, and the Kiplinger article has information that I think may be of interest. Now when it comes to federal income taxes, interest on Series EE and I, US savings bonds, are typically taxable at ordinary income rates in the year that they mature or when they're redeemed whichever is earlier now those with double h bonds report and pay u.s tax on interest annually as they receive payments now according to that article uh, interest on u.s savings bonds is exempt from state
0: and local in- income taxes though yeah that's great information on savings bonds and i bonds are quite popular right now they are so it is yeah it is good to understand them and what they can do for you and what the, you know what the positives and negatives are, the pros and the cons. And I know you guys talk to folks about that, especially when it comes to your taxes. What else should we know about savings bonds, Sue?
2: Okay. And the article also explains that if going back to school is on your retirement bucket list, you should consider that interest on double E and i savings bonds that you could use those to pay for the cost of higher education and they may be tax-free as long as you closely follow certain rules now the bonds must have been purchased after 1989 by a purchaser who is at least 24 years old and they must also be redeemed to pay for college graduate school or vocational school tuition or fees for the bondholder or their spouse or dependents. Now, expenses for room and board aren't eligible. Additionally, the bonds must be in the taxpayer's name. That means a grandparent can't utilize this particular tax break to help pay for a grandkids college tuition unless they can claim that grandkid as a dependent on their federal tax return. Now, the income exclusion also has limits. This year, it starts phasing out for joint filers with modified adjusted gross incomes greater than $128,650 and $85,500 for the rest of filers. Now, the tax break vanishes entirely when modified adjusted gross income rises to $158,650 for joint filers, and $100,800 for everyone else. Yeah,
0: and that's that's good to know. Now, uh, during previous shows, we've discussed how a lot of retirees out there might wanna downsize, uh, maybe downsize their house to put some extra money in their pocket. Um, How are home sales taxed then?
2: Great question, Tony, especially when you consider that for many retirees, their home is often their largest and most valuable asset. Thankfully, tax laws often give a healthy federal income tax break when you sell your primary residence for a profit. Now, if you've both owned and used a property as your primary residence for a minimum of two out of the last five years prior to a sale, you may exclude as much as 250000 of the profit from your income. And that amount jumps all the way up to 500000 for married couples that file a joint return. Now, profits greater than those 250000 and 500000 marks are taxed at long-term capital gain rates. So don't forget that losses aren't tax deductible. Ouch. Okay.
0: All right. Well, I think this has been a great show, but we're out of time, Cole. Let our listeners know one more time about that special offer you have and how they can get a hold of you. Absolutely.
1: For all of our radio show listeners, we offer a complimentary no-obligation consultation for a second opinion on your current situation. We encourage everybody out there to, uh, of course, take advantage of that opportunity because, of course, there's nothing better than having a bit of peace of mind in the turbulent times we've been dealing with. So give us a call at 715-355-4445 or go online to retirewithbushka.com. That's retire A.com and click on that yellow button to book your appointment right now.
0: All right. Thanks, Sue and Cole. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking with Sue and Cole. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Sue and Cole at Bushka Retirement Solutions and Bushka Wealth Management. Call 715-355-4445 Insurance products and services are offered through Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc., Bushka Wealth Management, LLC, and Bushka Retirement Solutions, Inc. are affiliated companies. Sue Bushko, Cole Bruner, Retirement Solutions, LLC, and Bushka Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.